side betting, the stream sniping, potentially rigged wagers. Was this something you were aware of beforehand or maybe had a suspicion of? You knew it was happening, but at the same time, you're like, ah, maybe I'm crazy. I mean, do you have any idea, like off the top of your head, if you just shot a number out, like how much you think you've lost? And I lost like over, I would say probably like in like a week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another Bot Lobby podcast episode. I'm Grandmaster Goge. As always, joined by Katie Bedford and uh, Katie. This is this is just what it is, you know what I mean? And it, we, we always bring on the best guests possible, mm -hmm. you know? Like every single episode, it's just time after time. It's you and I, we're not even the hosts anymore. It's just us two plus whoever <laughs> we decide to bring on. And that's just the way this podcast works now. And I am so here for it. Before we intro our, our favorite friend here, uh, how are you doing in, just in general? How's life? How's things going? Fabulous. Uh, can't complain. Very busy. Gonna see you soon at TwitchCon. Yeah, 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 yeah. TwitchCon's gonna be a banger. To that. Um, and uh, other than that, just just on the grind. But very, very excited for today. We wanted to make sure that we could get out a great episode before uh, all the shenanigans for TwitchCon kicks off. And I think we're gonna have just that. I'm very excited about our guest. Yeah, look, we always bring in Warzone's finest. And this one is, uh, this, this guest is one of Warzone's finest in a number of ways. Uh, just one of the most beautiful men in the scene, uh, a cool, coolest cucumber <laughs> in Caldera. And, and all of a sudden, just a demon on the map i say all of a sudden he, he's been grinding forever uh from warzone blackout into caldera and has found a ton of success along the way but i've been loving what he's been able to do most recently with brolic uh and so we're gonna bring in yeah it's the man it's z it's exact and uh really excited to have him on today exact my brother how are we doing oh, you're, good. dude you're looking great as always Nah, listen, I thought I had good gas and maybe some of the homies had good gas, but your gas is insane. I'm nah, I'm super, super stoked to be here, man. You guys have a killer podcast. I'm a big fan, so I'm glad to be on today. I love that. I love that, man. That means a lot to me. I, I've seen you in chat and, and we've had some conversations offline. So we're really excited to finally have you here. Got a lot to talk about from your story into more some recent drama going on with wagers mm -hmm. and crazy stuff and your tournament success. But before we get there, as per usual, now, you know, the drill, I don't even have to explain it because you've seen the podcast. We had mm -hmm. we got to hit you with the rapid fire questions to start. We got to get things flowing. Hey, Break the ice. Happen. <laughs> so, Katie, you start us off at the very right. beginning and we'll rock and roll. All right, let's get right into it. Favorite person to stream slash compete with. Favorite person, Brolic, obviously. He's, he's yeah, like sure. a super quiet guy, but when he gets hype, you have to be hype. Because if he's hype, then you know he's <laughs> wild. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He, he's a cool dude. He's super genuine. He's a really good teammate. Uh, I, I love that. Yeah, well, I want to talk more about that duo down the road. But uh, who was your first, uh, the first creator or competitor that gave you an opportunity when you were on the come up? Um, I would say Doug for like Blackout. Um, yeah. After that, going into Warzone scene, definitely... Um, I would say, I don't know, I, I've teamed with a lot of different people, but I would say the more so like standing in there as like a mentor type vibes to really help me navigate the scene was definitely Isaac. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. That makes sense, that makes sense. Um, Isaac would be a great person for that. All right, favorite streaming moment? Favorite streaming moment? Mm, I would probably say, probably winning Twitch Rivals with Brolic and uh, Nick. That was like our second tournament ever together. Yeah. And that was like my biggest win back in Verdance. So it was a really big moment, not only for like us three, but obviously me and Brolic like going forward. Yeah, that was uh, that was a very memorable one. I, I think a lot of people remember that for a long time, especially you guys kind of, kind of coming out of nowhere. Um, your favorite meta of all time? Favorite meta? Probably the far secondary shoot okay i had, I, I had some of my okay. best clips i had some of my best clips of that one that's like my baby i love that gun have we gotten that before coach i i think maybe the, what I, <laughs> I think the ffar as a primary has come up but not mm -hmm. not the secondary not the, uh, meta yeah yeah all right nice, the side piece yeah it was nice <laughs> yeah favorite competitive moment might be the same as what you just said but yeah sometimes they overlap for sure um that was definitely one. Uh, I would say maybe like the other one that kind of out tears that a little bit was back in customs in Verdansk. I was actually teaming with Doug and Breadman and I was in like a 1v13 and Doug's like, hey man, don't even try to go for the win. Just like whatever you can get, you can get. 
And then like right after he said that, I think I had two piece like Lennon and someone and then ended up going out to win the game. And it was like a wild moment. I think we got like top three, maybe top four. So but that was like a crazy moment for me. A 1v13, I believe it. Yeah, it, it was kind of like a lot of things just happened to like magically happen to get me to the end game and it just worked out perfect. Yeah, well, kind of speaking of that, what has been your favorite Warzone competitive format? Favorite? I would say it's probably not like the, I guess that everyone would agree on. I would probably say Trio's Customs. Yeah. And I'm surprised I'm even mm -hmm. saying that at this point, because <laughs> back in the day, it was like 2v2s over everything. But I think Caldera really brought out how like much potential COD has in a BR sense to be like a team like oriented thing, not just like a 2v2 go slay out as many like bad people as you can. Yeah, yeah. We get a, a lot actually of the trio customs, but let's talk about those 2v2 kill races. Next question, your least favorite duo to compete against? Hmm. I would say for this past year, probably like someone like Soka and like Shifty. Makes sense. Like th those dudes, <laughs> like you don't even check scoreboard because you know they're getting 10 off rip every time. Yeah. Every time. So, yeah. Hasoka no. has been on a different level the last mm -hmm. year, dude. I mean, he has hey, been. I say he's King of Caldera. King of Caldera, I, in my opinion. I don't know I that mean, there's anybody that disagrees. I mean, the only other kind of like people that can compete with that is is uh, you've got FIFA kill maybe in the mix, and then you've, sure. got, you've got TBE because they were at the top for so long. But Hasoka just has been running the tables, especially as somebody that's kind of made a come up through that realm. 100%, yeah, 100%. Um, okay, so three more, and uh, these are some of my favorite ones. I'm, I'm glad we've added these in here. Uh, do you have any game day rituals? Like tournament day, yeah. we're waking up, we're about to hit a $100,000 tourney, what are we doing? I, I wouldn't say I do. I'm a very like, um... I'm a very like meticulous or like particular person. So I have like my routine or my schedule and I don't like to go outside of that or I just can't like lock in. So it's just like a regular day for me. And I think that does help, you know, yeah. going into tournaments, treating yeah. it like it's just whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, what was your hardest loss? Mm, the recent one, World Series of Warzone. Um, mm -hmm. I think that was probably all three of our biggest losses as a team. But overall for me personally, just because I felt like we performed really well all year. We improved really, really well all year. And I felt that was probably like the most prepared and like confident I ever felt as a trio going into something. So for us to like heavily underperform like that, I think was definitely overall my biggest loss for sure. Yeah, you can get some revenge with CDLR coming up. Uh, I know you're, you're playing some games tonight, so I'm excited to see exactly. some of those. Exactly, exactly. Uh, well, last one. Uh, if you could do any dream brand deal right now, a dream like doesn't even have to be like necessarily realistic although i will argue anything is realistic for you at this point uh where would you go with mm. something like i'll give you two okay one that's like good for the space is like i guess like a red bull um sure. i love red bull sugar-free red bull I, that i down that all the time so red bull please hit my line please um if not maybe like a furniture deal like a super comfy couch Ooh. You know we what I'm saying? Maybe furnish yet. the off. You know what I mean? Furnish the crib, the office. Sure. Everybody needs furniture. <laughs> Coach, how is it? How is it possible that we get such great answers? We get furniture. I really like that. We haven't heard that before. Yeah. We get a lot of things like Red Bull, Nike, Adidas. I still can't get over the fact that we still get Viagra. Yeah, I mean from Osaka. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, kind of checks out. Like if anybody's gonna give that answer, it's gonna be hysterical. Yeah. yeah, I think you could get a little. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Chat's talking about IKEA by Z. I think that just flows. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know? I yeah. like it. Oh, okay, I'm liking that. <laughs> It's got like your branding on it, but it's still like minimalistic. I'm here for that, man. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, awesome. Well, I, and look, we really appreciate you kind of popping onto the podcast and uh, carving out some time in your day um, before you kind of get into some competition tonight. And and really wanted to spend a little bit of time here at the beginning of the podcast um, talking about your story. I mean, uh, we don't necessarily need you to, to monologue for like six hours unless you'd like to. More so just like, hey, for people that don't know you or only know you more recently um, through your kind of Caldera success or maybe late Verdance success or what have you, um, where did you get started? What what got you into kind of streaming and gaming um, to kind of get you to where you are now? No, for sure. Um, so I didn't, I haven't been streaming, I guess at this point, it's been a little while now, but I started writing Blackout. So right before Warzone, yep. um, 
I was still working at that time. I just moved into an apartment because I'm from South Carolina. Um, the internet's not the best in South Carolina, so I had to move out of my mom's house to even try to get fiber. Um, started streaming. Doug is raw hosting me like um, two months into streaming, I think. Uh, he really rocked with me, showed me a lot of support, his community did. Um, we ended up running some games. And then from there, I started building a following in Blackout, was able to go full time, kind of pursued Blackout into Warzone, which I obviously Joe, well, me and Joe grinded Blackout. Yeah. Man, every day from his dorm room, we grinded that up until early Warzone. And that was super clutch to have because going into that, it was like a fresh start. We had our communities in blackout but going into a brand new game there's so many big creators it's like a reset basically you have to reset getting your name back out there so um it was dope to have joe so we could kind of just grind every day his passion matched mine i think that's important if you are going to grind it especially in the war zone scene because we know how taxing Warzone can just be overall so yeah um it was super clutch to have played some tournaments here and there and then ended up duoing with a lot of different people that really helped my name get out there like nade shot uh, when he did play like a couple Crowder, yeah, yeah. I think I played with Teep. I've, I've had so many different duos that allowed me to um, just, I guess, to network in the scene a little bit to get my name out there. But I would say definitely towards the end of our dance, um, once custom started rolling around, we were able to make a name for ourselves a little bit more. And then obviously with Caldera, um, linking up with B and Jace, because Jace is actually B's mm -hmm. old duo. Yeah. So that's how we came up with that. It was supposed to be me, Brolic, and Youngsters. Um, Young ended up obviously decided he wasn't gonna play COD this year. Yeah. So we were kind of sitting there like, man, we just lost like the best person, like the best pick you could think of going into the next game. So I'm like, who do we get? And we talked about Jace and we're like, yo, he's kind of nice with it. And you, you guys have Kim, let's see what we can do. And that kind of just started our run throughout the competitive scene this year. And was definitely, I would say for me personally, like as far as placement wise, way better than Verdansk, just because I was on so many different teams, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think uh, something like that, long-running duos, especially like what we've seen out of of you and Brolic, for example, it there are some tried and true ones that you're going to get, but oftentimes it seems like so many people are shifting and trying to look for someone new. The moment there's a bump in the road, they say, hey, I, I don't want to work through this. I want to try and find something else. So what has it been like solidifying that with Brolic in particular that, you know, thick or thin, whether you're winning, losing, you're going to have that consistent duo in him, especially in a competitive sense. No, nah, that's major. Um, that was something that was like the hard lesson to learn in Verdansk was um, it, it not necessarily about getting like a lot of talent on one team. It's about like finding talent that also can kind of work together through whatever it needs to be. Um, and, and you're right. The Warzone scene, especially in Verdansk, it was very you just didn't know who was going to be whose duo one week or the next week. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like everybody's fighting for everybody's spots at the same time. Um, and, and it's just so hard. Like I would go in and I love Crowder, but we would go into a tournament, not really the best prepared. And then we played a couple and then I'm going to Nate and then I'm going to this person. So I realized like, dude, I have no Kim with these people. So I don't even know how to play off them. They don't know how to play off me. It's just not going to work. And so when I found B, um, funny story, he actually bumped into me while I was playing solo quads and he killed me. And apparently I talked a lot of trash on him. And I didn't know it at the time. <laughs> I didn't even know. Yes, yes. He was like super under the radar at that yeah, time, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure. So like, I was just like, this guy's like a rat, right? And he remembers, <laughs> everyone remembers, I didn't know. And then um, turns out I ended up getting to meet him. We play some and I'm like, dude, this guy just has a really good head on his shoulders. Um, he, he has zero ego. He, he's very like down to to learn from mistakes, except, Hey, I'm making mistakes. How can I get better? How can we get better? Yeah. Um, and obviously he was very accepting like me, like, yo, we're, we might have to take a lot of L's before we kind of figure out, um, what's going to make this work. Uh, and once I found like that same thing in him and that same drive and passion, that was like, yo, we're locking this in and let's just run this. Yeah, I, I love that answer because I think that's one of the biggest things we saw in Verdance, like Katie was saying, was that there were so many tournaments going on and big tournaments going on that it was like, yo, I got to try to catch my bag wherever I can. So if if I have the top level competitor inviting me to play with them, I'm playing with them and I'm not really building Kim. And then the people that did build Kim through that time won a lot of stuff. And going into Caldera, it was, you know, it was TBE winning everything. But it was groups like you, you know, you and Brolic and then adding in Jace um, and a couple other trios that really started kind of solidifying, no, we're playing together through thick and thin and we're going to find success i love that well before we kind of continue to skip into the competitive scene this is really an interesting question that we try to ask most everybody because uh 
esports these days is changing dramatically, constantly changing. And I think family and community support are always two big topics to talk about from the very beginning. And you kind of mentioned that you were you were living at home and then you had to move out to go get fiber because you found some success early in Blackout and you went full time. What was, if at all, is your family involved in this story? Was it, hey, we support you no matter what? Or was it like, yo, what the heck are you doing? And then you proved, hey, no, this is actually real. So, yeah, um, my dad's like a major gamer. He's the one who put me on. Oh, wow. Um, growing awesome. up, growing up I, me and my dad played Halo. We played 1v1s in Halo COD. He was making me get the hands early on, but it's fine because <laughs> like he can't see this anymore. Sure. He's just crapping me now, right? But sure. um, so dad was very understanding. Mom, she was understanding because he was understanding, but she knew how much time I put into it, how passionate I was. Um, and I just remember the early days, like small things here and there. I'm like, mom, I think I can do this. Like I yeah. really do. Somehow I can figure this out. Like, I don't know how it's going to work, but I promise you I'll figure it out. Um, and I remember I called them one night after it was after I'd already been streaming. And I was thinking about quitting uh, my job to go full time. And I'm not going to lie at that point. I think I only had like maybe a couple hundred subs. I had like 30 viewers. So that was yeah. like was probably not dumb. the... Yeah, probably not the most educated decision, but I called my mom, my dad, and they were like, yo, you're young. Um, if you're going to make mistakes, if this doesn't work out, it's you have plenty of time to recover from that. Regardless, like if you chase your passion, your heart, if you lose out, you still won because you tried. So why not? And um, I, that kind of solidified it for me. I called my boss I was like, hey, man, I'm putting my two weeks in and that kind of started my whole journey with everything. That's incredible. We get a lot of stories that are either honestly coach i don't think we've ever had a story from someone that was like the parents were like flat out full-on no it was either i'm nervous but go for it or as yours were like hey exactly that you are young enough make a mistake try something experiment with your life so i'd love to hear that they were behind that full stop so you you give that call and obviously you already have your name at, at this point but where in all of this from blackout to verdance to caldera how did exact become your name what are the origins of that so i'll be honest i i made this name back in black i don't have like a super like dope name i, I don't guess are you asking like where did i come up with yeah, my where, name where did you yeah. come up with it how did okay, it, okay, how okay. did you become exact um I, it was just off some random i've had like a lot of different names um right before this my name was like euphoric which i went for for a long time and i also went by shiva for a very long time um and then right going into blackout i was like i'm just gonna make it like whatever something based off my name obviously my name's zach so i'm not that creative i guess yeah. i just went with exact and threw my <laughs> name in the middle i was like dude that seems clean <laughs> enough like i'm gonna rock with it um, and I've just kind of stuck with it. Look, it's clean. It's clean. And it's memorable. It's great. I honestly, I think you made a great decision. You know, some of the other names are great. Making up words is fantastic. Like, Goge, <laughs> I mean, we're all over the place here. But uh, Exact is very, very clean. Um, we'll love to hear all of that story. Really cool to hear your kind of background and come up to. Because, again, I think especially like i think you said it perfectly there was this kind of like transition period from blackout to warzone that not everybody was able to make it was a reset for a ton of people of like who's going to become and continue to be uh successful in warzone and who kind of is blackout going to be their most memorable streaming moments right. until whatever is next comes and and you certainly made that transit transition well um with the help of others but also just a lot of grinding and a lot of hours but something that is super notable about you and your stream uh exact your community runs strong and, and they run deep. And like, we see them in the chat. They're, they're super active right now. They're coming to support you. Talk to me about your community. I mean, you can gas them up all you want, but like, where do you think this kind of like community building that you you, you created came from? Um, was it something that you did intentionally or was it just happening? Um, yeah, I guess early on in the streaming, um, going into streaming, obviously I'm very excited to present my gameplay or whatever it might be. But I think number one, it was just the joy of like entertaining people. And then also like, it sounds kind of weird, but building relationships with people throughout your community across the world where it's like, I just feel like I know them. now obviously I've never met any of anybody in my community. I've met a couple people, which was dope. Yeah. Um, but I haven't had the opportunity or the pleasure to meet everyone. But at the same time, I feel like I already have just because they come in, they share some stuff about their day, what they got going on. I share some stuff. And I think at the end of the day, I've always found it super important for people and especially for myself to just with so much going on in the world, there's a lot of good. There's also a lot of craziness, um, but it's dope to just have somewhere where people can come and just 
feel like relatable, like they can just kick it um, and just have a good time while also me trying to get as cracked as possible, if that's even possible. Yeah. But um, yeah, I guess I've just always had community and building relationships at the forefront and then building content behind that, I guess. Yeah, and that's that's what I was gonna ask because I think there's there's oftentimes this interesting kind of like back and forth for Warzone streamers where hey I'm a competitor right and and I'm going to compete and that's my content and then also hey I'm a content creator I'm gonna build up a community I'm gonna make YouTube I'm gonna do whatever and you've somehow done a fantastic I say somehow because it's rare you've done a fantastic job of balancing both of those and the Sock Gang has been running deep for a very long time like I remember you running through Superstore and Sock Gang is <laughs> is ripped through even main broadcast streams like this constant support for you no matter where i go and it's just been really cool to kind of see that from the back end while you're still able to compete at a very high level no yeah i will say that it's it's a blessing now as, as that goes i don't know how that's happened um again i've had a, a lot of really dope people in my community um and yeah man especially for tournaments like you say they make tournaments for me um, especially team my team as well man just so much more fun like when you look over and everyone yeah. genuinely is like we're winning because i tell them all the time i'm like yo if we catch a win like i almost feel like it feels like you win but also your community does because that's the set group group of people that believe in you um and they're there whether you're gonna take an l or take a w so that's kind of like the that's the family online yeah that's that's exactly what you want when you're building up a community so it's really cool to see all of them kind of come around you support you and obviously like you do a lot for them like i see you doing sub games and things that like not everyone does and it's really obvious you care about the community so wanted to shout that out and, and give you a chance to, to shout out your community because they are great hey i appreciate that i hate them you know what I mean? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> respectfully, respectfully. Look, exactly. I had to, I had to test the waters with this question in chat first, and I'm, I'm being told I might be getting trolled, but I'm being told it's a, a family friendly, uh, answer you're gonna have for me. Uh, <clears throat> so is it safe for me to ask why it's called sock gang? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't yes. know it could have been dangerous. No. It might have been PG. A I had to check of, first. Hey, that's good. A lot of people do think it's kind of <laughs> wild. I do have a lot of first time chatters that wild out a little bit. Um, sure. but no, so I started it. Um, again, so I started streaming. I, I, I was working full time and things were kind of processing kind of quickly. And I'm like, dude, I need to come up with a community name. Like, All right, let me think. And at first, my first one, I was like, I'm going to say Zach head. It's kind of like a sneaker head or like something like that. I'm like, that's corny like i'm not that tight <laughs> so like i can't do that and then my entire life i've just had a lot of socks like a really big sock collection um i suck when it comes to like wanting things i never know what i want so growing up as a kid i'm like yo like video games and then like yo just like a couple pairs of fire socks or something because i wear slides a lot as well so i'm like dude i'm set and then it kind of accumulated over the years where i'm like i'll just call them socking and wear a different pair of socks every day and show it on camera now i don't do it as anymore but that was kind of like our thing starting yeah, off yeah. and um i went through probably hundreds of pairs on cam but um so yeah it was just kind of a cool way and i knew everyone has socks everyone can kind of go on either a dope pair maybe an expensive pair just a fun pair whatever it is it's just kind of like something fun i guess we all can do yeah okay see uh, that was a wholesome answer okay i wasn't sure but i like that that was that, great that was a great answer katie i want you to go to the next topic but before you go mm -hmm. there uh you gotta you gotta give us the free advertisement what, what's the best socks like best brand you got two you got one athletic one casual like if you're a sock you guy definitely get, give me the have joe socks with his face on them right <laughs> i need those i need those yo that's a good gift i'm gonna tell him to get that for me sure. i'm gonna tell him to get it for me God, he'll know sure sure, hey, sure there we go there we go stance though stance all the way stance. if you need a, a good pair of socks and that could be another one that i uh that i use for a sponsor there you go there you go shout them out a little bit of free advertising goes a long way once i start paying you later down the road you know what i mean exactly <laughs> all right all right all right let's let's move a little a little bit forward to get back into some of the more recent uh, events that have been happening in war zones specifically this is something we talked about on last week's podcast but i'm so thrilled to have you on for this because you have been <laughs> experiencing this perhaps for a very long time and that's the issue that has come out of side betting the stream sniping potentially rigged wagers we have seen uh, yourself and Brolic talk forever about being stream sniped and constantly having these problems. So when you saw all of this coming out, you did tweet about it. Um, I think you quote tweeted Tommy at one point as well. So was this something you were aware of beforehand or maybe had a suspicion of or um, how, how surprised were you, I suppose, when Tommy kind of put out that tweet? 
Uh, it was like one of those moments where you knew it was happening, but at the same time, you're like, ah, maybe I'm crazy. Yeah. So like, but when it solidified, it blows your mind, but it also doesn't. Um, yeah, and it, it wasn't even just me and Brock. Like, there was just so many times I would be watching someone, and I'm like, that just doesn't look right. And there was so many times where me and Brock are playing, I'm watching Brock, and it's just very apparent uh, when you play the game every day for like eight plus hours, or even if you watch even more than that, it's very you you can kind of pick up when something's not organic, or it's, it's the situation doesn't make sense. So either the guy's cheating, or they have to have your stream open. Um, and that was something I used to talk about all the time. I'm like, with side bets becoming so large now. Um, I don't know how big they were in, in Verdance. They could have been big as well. I don't know. But I know in Caldera, side bets can go sometimes even more than just the overall what people are playing for. So anytime you have people where their money is accumulating that high versus like anything else, weirdness is going to be involved, you know? Yeah. Um, did, you, did you ever have anyone uh, through all of this telling you like, you're crazy you know that's not true no one's stream sniping you just get good kid like, oh yeah ever... and i'm sure yeah Wasn't and i'm sure hard, there's though, been a when lot you're of sitting people... there and you're like no i know i i know this isn't right but people are like ah, whatever yeah for sure um I, I was gonna say i'm sure there's a lot of other streamers that it's happened to and they feel the same exact way but it's just it gets to the point where me personally as a streamer i won't even really say it the majority of the time unless it's like very very obvious um i won't even say it just because i don't want to be like that guy right i don't want to be that yeah, where they're yeah. like that dude's always <laughs> like it's always something he can never just take an l <laughs> so i just won't say it but it is incredibly frustrating um especially when you know again like you're not just playing like a fair equal game and that's all you really want to do at the end of the day is compete it's not really about the money it's just like i just want to fairly compete and now knowing this entire past year like through all these wagers and everything, there were so many other hands involved that were from the sidelines, not actually players. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a weird, it is a really weird feeling looking back at just competing in general this past year. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, as you look back in, in gaming in general, I'm mean, honestly in, in any industry in general, you know, everybody's trying to make a buck, right? And and money can make people do some crazy things, but especially in gaming, that's certainly a problem. And uh, it, we all had the same thought. I mean, Katie and I were talking about it a long time ago about this side bet community, which is like, it is what it is. Some of it's wholesome, some of it's between friends and fun, but like the fact that it is fairly easy to manipulate lobbies by getting into them makes all of that, just the, the loss of integrity from like a quote unquote competitive standpoint makes it much more difficult, right? Which is, I think, too, why a lot of us are saying customs are going to be the future. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I think, I, Katie, I think this is a good question. I mean, do you have any idea, like off the top of your head, if you just shot a number out, like how much you think you've lost because of of something like this? Um, I will say even just like recently from, um, I didn't do like too much digging. I had multiple people tell me like in some of the most recent high roller wagers, apparently people were in those yeah but i mean i lost like over i would say probably like 3500 in like a week and that Jeez. was a lot of the games where like i was like man something's not that a lot of those games it's actually me and aiden and like I, we went from frying and then we were we went to reach out and then when we went to reach out it was like we were playing for like 400 and then we went from that to like playing for over a thousand and three thousand and once the pot got bigger the game just kept getting weirder and i'm like dude maybe i just suck all of a sudden but <laughs> <laughs> this is like this i swear that's the same guy or like yeah. this person's playing this odd like and and that's what i heard where people were in there so overall though i mean there's no telling i'm sure there's probably people that lost even more than i did yeah sure you know? sure yeah I, I know you i was seeing some of those like high roller wagers in the last uh, several weeks and so uh, obviously unfortunate but um yeah well we're kind of moving forward to the same uh, uh, the next topic but under the same kind of like uh, head with that in mind like when you start thinking about competitive warzone or the future of competitive warzone would love to hear your thoughts kind of going into you know potentially warzone 2 uh what you think like competitive warzone should look like or could look like and to kind of further delineate that question like um you know when we start talking about a potential warzone league or, or something like that i mean obviously it has to be customs to some degree but what would you like to see from a uh, long-term kind of competitive warzone scene um, I think so. I, th I think you're right. I think it does have to go the customs route. Um, at this point, especially with something like this happening, I think everyone knew like lobby manipulation. So many things could go into going into a public lobby, especially when you're competing for like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three. It's just the money's a little bit too much to have like all this weirdness involved. So yeah. I think um, going forward, if they want people to take Warzone competition more seriously, 
um, and give it the respect that like, I think we all wish it had. Yeah. And we all know it could have if yeah. things could play out correctly. Um, I think customs would be a great way to go. I don't know how they would structure a league around that. Um, I think they could though. Uh, I, I really do see so much potential for, um, like we kind of talked about in the past, building storylines, man. So many of these Warzone guys and, and girls are, are dope players. Uh, they have so many really cool backstories and it would be awesome to have a set league where we kind of have that kind of support to show um, these players and what they're able to do, not only online, but what kind of with their personalities. And it allows more of a fan base and supporters to come in to find, I guess, like-minded players, or maybe just somebody they find relatable, they can pull for, yeah. especially if we do have lands, you know, I would love to have lands even coming up as well. That's a, uh, we, we had Crowder on the previous episode. We asked him exactly what you're talking about with lands uh, for Warzone players. Many of them, right. Have never competed at a land before. And I know some of them, uh, their first time was at the Baca Bros Wonderland uh, and getting his kind of insights on those, those nerves. Right. he basically said, he was like, the game doesn't get harder. Your controller doesn't get more difficult to use. Like everything stays the same. So just take a breath and do what you do at home. Just, you know, you're by your friends, you're, you're around everyone you're competing against. I do very much so hope, and I know Goj echoes this sentiment as well, that we do see more LAN experiences for competitive Warzone. I think it would do a lot for the scene. And I'm sure we'll get those coming up, especially in Warzone 2. But let's talk about uh, kind of the tail end here of, of Warzone right now. Caldera, Fortunes Keep, CDLR2 is right around the corner. You've been doing a lot with that already. I think you had one qualification, but uh, I just I just wanted to know because uh, Twitter needs the answer here. How, how much did you actually play Activision to get pushed through that qualification? Because I know Twitter <laughs> thinks uh, something a little sussy is up, right? Hey, listen. Hey, listen. That's an amount I cannot disclose. I apologize. <laughs> um, that was like an under the table deal. Can't really talk about it. Sure, sure, understandable, sure. Understandable. <laughs> DM, you know, let me know. <laughs> nah, I couldn't believe that. And uh, again, and kind of like to talk back on your land thing real quick, I think lands would help do away with people like that, that kind of are like in their own worlds. I think it would definitely help solidify not having those kind of Twitter responses. I never respond, but I that guy just had to get it. Yeah. No, that was cracking yeah, me up. I saw to. that. Your your response was was very appropriate. But how have the quals been? Because you have one later today, right? I do. So yeah, we have one in a couple hours here. Uh, first wall was like pubs, like I said. Uh, we didn't play that one too much. We played all the first day. Uh, we played like maybe like two hours the second day just because we weren't really feeling it. Uh, and we felt like we probably were good enough to kind of qual. I know the last one, we really wanted to like go hard and we got second uh, for our World Series of Warzone in the pub stomp. This one, we kind of realized, why don't we not like mentally exhaust and burn ourselves out? Do what hopefully is enough to get us in there and then really be like well-prepared for the actual like custom uh, portion of things. But it was good, it was good. Yeah, and uh, it, that ended up paying off uh, just barely, right? I mean, you guys, I think came in, <laughs> came in at 62nd. And if, for those at home or those that are uh, uh, listening on the audio later, uh, what happened was you weren't qualified at the end of the original scoreboard that was put out because the scoreboard was wrong. Uh, there were some issues with the scoreboard because it was, it was scoring via individual rather than team. And so because of that, some teams had jumped up ahead. They corrected the scoreboard and you made it through 62nd, I believe, out of 64 teams. Yes, close. Hey, guys, it's all you needed. You know what I mean? You had a little exactly. bit of breathing room there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I don't know if that went into the pools. I don't know if maybe you guys know. I know there's like it, they did pools A through D. I don't know if that had to do. Maybe. Who knows? I'm trying to say maybe we pulled like an easier pool low key because sure, we're sure. at the bottom. Who knows? It's it's certainly possible. I don't know exactly how the seating, whether it was snake seating or if it was completely randomized or whatever. But uh, still, you guys make it through. And then tonight you have the customs. Uh, it, it talked to me a little bit about Fortune's Keep prep. I mean, do you guys play a ton of Fortune's Keep? I know you guys do a ton of Caldera grinding. But um, from a trio perspective, how comfortable do you feel on that map? Uh, we don't really play it. But I will say I feel really good. Uh, there was a Fortune's Keep tournament, maybe, I don't know, it could have been about two months ago now, maybe a month and a half ago. Um, that's the only one that I know of that's happened. Yeah. I'm sure there's there's probably been more customs that I just didn't Very play. Few, I think. Um, but we ended up winning that one. That was like, we didn't play it before. We're like, yo, let's just try our strats and wing it. And I think we won by like over 100 plus or something. We We fried that tournament. So after that, I feel really good and comfortable with kind of our strats and how we're going to play. Um, so I didn't really feel the need to like to, especially at the state of the game right now, I, I think it's healthier for us to kind of, if whatever somebody wants to do, whether they want to grind or like 
pop off, whatever it is. Uh, just be mentally prepared because again, I kind of, I think we got what we want to do kind of tucked away. Sure. You know? Sure. Yeah. We don't want you to have to reveal those strats on pod. So we'll, we'll let you keep that in your pocket. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, I, I wonder though, obviously no strats, but is there a, a determined IGL uh, on your team or is it more of a free flowing map to map sort of a transition? I will say, I don't know. I, it is kind of like free flowing. I think we do a really good job of everyone kind of adds their input. Um, a lot of the times when it's like super hectic, Jace, surprisingly, usually he kind of like mumbles, but he's always frying. So it's like the more he mumbles, the better. <laughs> like he's kind of, you just hear like little rumblings and oh, team wipe yeah. noises and you're like, just yeah, go, yeah, bro. Yeah, like yeah. do your thing. You're frying. Um, but now usually when it's like, pretty hectic jace will kind of like start to become more vocal and really uh kind of like line up everything which is nice because it is good to in my opinion to have everyone come together for the best possible solution to something but when it's like dire moments i don't think there's like a perfect answer sometimes you just need someone to say let's do this and as long as you hit it out or you do that play together even if it's a wrong play or maybe not the best play it'll usually still work you know what i mean um so i think we do a really good job of kind of passing that role off together yeah, it's so interesting, Katie, that like every time we, ha we, we have these conversations with different competitors, everybody has different answers about what works best for them from a communication standpoint, right? Like you've got some of the like former CDL players and their comms are much more jumbled and, and super like aggressive is maybe a better way to uh -huh. put it, right? Um, just like constant communications. How much information can I give my teammates at once? And then a lot of the like kind of Warzone players, people that come from Blackout that have been running BRs are much more kind of smooth, uh, you know, slow or sometimes not even talking verbally. It's a lot of nonverbal <laughs> communication, you know, and they just kind of do their thing and it works out. So it's really cool to kind of hear the different like mantras because a lot of people that we interview say you have to have an IGL and you guys are basically saying, hey, we've seen success by just we're playing our game and when people have things they need to say, they need to say it. No, nah, sure. And we've tried that. We tried to have like one set person. Um, but again, it, it kind of came to the point where it's like, well, if someone else has a really good idea, why like we'll figure it out together you know we're all yeah. smart enough we all play the game enough to know if someone shoots out a right answer we'll be like yep let's do that that's for sure the play um yeah. and yeah and they're super calm we're very calm like they don't get too hype i'm again you guys know bro like jace <laughs> is the same with like we don't really get too hype i'm the hypest one in the squad for sure they're very like calm with comms and it helps out a lot in my opinion yeah the uh what's so funny about bro like i remember like the first time i watched him play like at a, at a high level like in a big tournament he did some ungodly 1v4 i mean it was one of those things that like somebody might stand up out of their <laughs> desk after after doing it didn't even blink and main broadcast was like <laughs> is this guy real or is this, is this some sort of ai like uh, i was blown away it was awesome that's him that's him and that's why it's like it, I don't know. It, it, it's so much fun to play around him. It's so cool because he is such like a humble and just a good dude. So when he does like amazing stuff, it makes you want to like overhype because he doesn't even get hyped. So it's like, bro, wake up, dog. Yeah. You just went crazy. <laughs> now, that's what's so impressive. I think when you see someone just look like a stone cold killer through an incredible play and they're just not even phased and everyone else is like, are you a god? You just you don't even you yeah. don't even care. This is so daily for you. Yeah. That it, it doesn't even phase you at all. But um, let's let's take a bit of a 30,000 foot approach right now. Let's look down at everything that's happening in Warzone, competitive Warzone, but Warzone uh, in general. The, the current climate is is messy right now. There's a lot of tension and it feels like a blanket of cheating in general um that is kind of suffocating the scene whether it is these parasocial relationships with viewers going on witch hunts people uh trying to i would say maybe farm content off of certain streamers everyone's get, getting caught up in this uh, i think in one way or another so what's it been like for you kind of looking at all of this consistent drama in regards to cheating that's just been building and building and building um I think it's just very tough. Uh, I, I think we've all been very kind of like annoyed with the process since even like Verdance days. Um, and it got to the point where you, you're watching your fellow content creators go through, I mean, hoops and whatever someone could ask for it. Hey, like, hey man, I'll set up every camera. I will task manager. I will show everything. And they still will have a reason. Um, or they'll just kind of like make up stats. So it gets to the point where I don't know it's just very frustrating to feel 
I guess we, maybe we're so far, these people feel like now that they're so attached to that identity, they've formed back in Verdance that everyone cheats. Yeah. And even now that it's like, we have so much proof and like so much stuff stacking up against such like a wild narrative that it doesn't make sense to believe anymore, but they still do. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it's making me realize I don't really lead into it anymore. I used to get super frustrated, super mad, want to come up with like ways to rebuttal and prove, uh, prove people wrong. But again, I finally realized it was probably a waste of time and energy. And I, I really do hope going in the future, all the Warzone creators and players just to decide to completely ignore them. Because at that point, yeah. they can continue to foster little, their little community. But as far as like getting um, more reach to like, I guess, not normal audience, but people that are just like, understand like, it, that's not, that's all facade, that, that's not real. Um, I feel like it just kind of lets them like get views off those people and then those people will go and attack them and then it just leads to like the algorithm. So there's some smart people on that side that know yeah. they can make plenty of money and it's just going to keep happening and they can take advantage of not only the people that will unfortunately believe it, but also like the anger and emotions of the people that don't believe but are just going to come attack them anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, that's a really mature answer and I, and I think that's a, a good kind of like... um way to think about this overall kind of climate of warzone currently um, hopefully that change is going to warzone 2 there's going to be a wider spread amount of content that can be made and so some of that kind of cheating accusation content if we can even call it content is uh will be drowned out amongst the rest of the, the actual creative content so uh totally hear you on that well we're, we're kind of cleaning up and finishing up this interview you've been amazing thus far uh, a couple small things that i want you to kind of talk about that i think a lot of people at home would love to hear um you've told your story you've talked about your competitive kind of background do you have any like tips for people that are up and coming in the scene competitors content creators maybe both do you have anything that you tell people in your stream whenever you get asked? I'm sure you get asked this, like, how did you become successful? How should I become successful? How do I do this like you do this? Uh, do you have any of those kind of like basic tips that you're like, this will work or this is what I always tell the people at home? Um, well, I'll give the answer I normally give. Uh, I always tell people, hey, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> just to be honest, yeah, you know, yeah. um, there is no blueprint when it comes to this space. Um, my main tip for people is to, if this is something you genuinely care about, it's something you're super passionate about, you're not in it for the wrong reasons, whether that's like monetary gains, and like whatever it could possibly be. Um, as long as you're in it for like the love of the game or the love of the craft of entertaining or being a content creator, um, you know, and you, you stay consistent with it and just try to be a, a really good person. I, I'll be honest, there's millions of people trying to do what these people are obviously trying to do in Warzone or just create content in general. Um, and it's very easy to see, I would say, in my opinion, the people that are like good, genuine people that mean well, and you really want to help those people out. Um, and so I would say, don't lose yourself in the journey of like, I got to get there, got to get there, yeah. that you almost lose that genuine, like who you are. And you almost come off as like, when you talk to people, they're like, oh, like, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to like, just get this or like, get that, like, just stay genuine to you. Stay, stay grinding, uh, hold yourself accountable. And yeah, like most of the Warzone scene does just don't point fingers. If things aren't going your way, it's okay to be like, maybe I'm not doing something right. And just keep trying to, I guess, improve not only yourself as a player, content creator, but a person every day, you know? I, uh, I love that take. And I, I gotta say, um, it, it's it's cool hearing that from you as well because you fit the bill there you, you're one of the most genuine people i've interacted with in the space um you joe and, and really everybody you surround yourselves with have been some of my favorite people to chat with because you're always so genuine you're yourself and you're willing to help out anybody that comes around as long as it, it makes sense right and it makes sense for you and your brand but at the same time you're just you the whole time there's never been a time i've interacted with you where it's like Oh, I'm just trying to do my thing and like I'm gonna I'm gonna like shut all these people out. You're always so welcoming with things like that. So so wanted to give you the gas there that you're kind of walking that advice you're already giving, which is which is really, really cool. I appreciate that, man. I I really do. I'm trying to be better. I'm not gonna act like I'm like some amazing like whatever. Um, I'm actively trying to get better, but I really appreciate that. You're the GOAT. Like I said, you're the best to ever do it. So I appreciate that too. You guys need a moment? I can step away. <laughs> All right. <laughs> things, are, things are heating up tonight on the cast. <laughs> Incredible. All right. All right. But uh, okay. Uh, we got a we got a final question for you. Exact. What what is next for you? What do we have to look forward from you uh, in the months ahead? Content plans, stream plans. Tell me about what we should expect uh, coming up to Warzone Two and beyond that. 
for sure um i would say getting to warzone 2 leading up to that as far as content goes um i'm just trying to get mentally prepared my main goal is to just kind of hit the ground running once that game drops as far as content goes competing goes uh one of our big goals this year as a trio was obviously to like win a tournament and we we were able to knock down a lot of like podium finishes this past year so i'm looking forward to bigger tournaments to be able to continue that success into and maybe even improve not only as a trio um but just as a player in general so trying to take over the content scene and also competitive scene i don't plan to sleep a lot this year but I, i'm really excited <laughs> i'm just really excited to have something new to grind um and we've been playing warzone in this like set movement and the mechanics for so long that this is like beyond overdue. It's going to be so refreshing to have guns, new guns to grind, just the feel of things, movement, and just everyone like learning together again. I think it's going to really help build the community or at least bring us back together again because we need each other. We got to learn, you know, who's going to be the nastiest, how to be the nastiest. So I'm really excited. I look forward to it. It's a great answer. Well, tell the people at home if they don't know who you are and they're listening to this for the very first time, where can people find you? Shout out your socials and then we'll call it a day here. Awesome. Yeah. If you guys don't know me, I am uh, exact on all socials with two T's. A lot of people can't spell it right. So I just try to, I try to let people know. Sure. Um, but yeah, exact on all socials. And again, thank you guys so much for having me on. This was a blast. Yeah, dude. It was, uh, it was a ton of fun. It was long overdue and uh, wishing you all the best with Warzone 2 and uh, CDLR. Good luck tonight, my friend. Uh, go, yeah. go, go slay out, brother. Yep. Thank you guys so much. You guys have an awesome night. Yeah, you too. Hey, shout out to the Sack Gang. Shout out to Exact. You're totally right, kid. He had some of the best answers, super mature, mm -hmm. and honestly, just one of those people that is just going to kind of shoot you straight when you go through uh, these types of answers, right? Never trying to put on uh, any sort of a facade. He's just going to tell you exactly how it is. So really enjoyed that um, sitting down with Exact. And again, we wish him all the best with CDLR qualifiers tonight. Would love to cast over him in the finals and the semifinals. But uh, Katie, we've got a ton to talk about. We've got Shitter's mm -hmm. Digest. We're not done yet. Yeah, so whenever we do this podcast, if you guys don't know, it's maybe the first time you're listening. Whenever we do this podcast, we always have an incredible guest on. And then we have something called Shitter's Digest where we talk about the drama <laughs> in the scene. And there's a lot of drama we're going to talk about today. But mm -hmm. always before those two segments, we have a very exciting segment to talk through, which is called the College Coliseum Stat Chat. Uh, Coliseum, our sponsor on our podcast, is one of the reasons we're even able to do this podcast. They're an incredibly, uh, incredibly awesome daily fantasy Warzone streaming site that you can go to, exclamation point sponsor, exclamation point Coliseum in the chat. You can go check them out. You can win free money by basically creating a fantasy team, just like you do in other sports except it's Warzone. Super, super cool. You can go buy Exact on that. They have Friday freebies every single Friday and a number of other competitions. So we're going to talk through some stats that they provide in the Coliseum Stat Chat, and then we'll get yeah. into our Shitter's Digest. Well, let's take a look at the, some of the numbers from this past week. 49 kills in Caldera. Phase Blue dropping the biggest game oh. of the last week. Pretty impressive. There you go. 49, not bad at all. No, not bad. 49 is extremely impressive. Watch Waldo there on Fortune's Keep with 47 and Tech with 49 on Rebirth. So no one quite able to get over that cusp into a 50 bomb. But I mean, let's be real. Anyone, anytime you're dropping games that are going to be in the 30 plus range, it is already extremely impressive. I, but, uh, a nice start for them. I'm pretty sure Watch Waldo did that in the uh, Fortune's Keep playlist for CDLR too. Watch Waldo has been putting on a show recently. Mm -hmm. Watch out for this man. Uh, coming up into CDLR. Let's keep going through here. Look at this. Okay, this is the last week, Katie. Victories, Magnificent, as per usual, is near the top. This time at the top. 83 victories in the last week. I mean, you're averaging over 10 a day, over 11 a day, mm -hmm. almost 12 a day. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> that is so many wins every single day. But I guess if you're streaming 12 hours a day, maybe that's not that insane i, I mean the, the the grind is real i mean take a look night with over three thousand kills and yeah. something to actually love to see because uh, i know they'll be part of cdlr is the victory streak and the and the placements apathy and slack they have been grinding so hard and they had an 18 victory streak and an average placement of third i mean any streaks that are in double digits i say it every single time we do this i'm always so impressed because it's not easy to do yeah no i gotta say I gotta say, 
my sleeper pick, if you can even call them a sleeper pick for CDLR, I think Abaddon and Slats are going to run it. I think they're going to do fantastic. They've been playing a I ton. I think it's fair to call them a sleeper pick. Slackheads run. I mean, technically, Apathy was a part of uh, Huskers on Rational and mm -hmm. Scummin when they won CDLR 1. So that's, that's kind of a sleeper pick. But it, 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 this guy, Slack in particular, has been ripping fortunes keep constantly. So I'll be curious to see how they do. Um, you can see Slack, their average placement of third as well. Um, and then the final thing we do for the Coliseum Stat Chat today is talk about our over-unders. We've been doing this for a while, and Katie, you're pulling away. Uh, yes! We're back up to plus two! I'm just That's an bad. idiot, I think. Uh, from the last week, Katie uh, gained on me again and had some more successes. What was the one? Was it, it most was kills. kills? Yeah, it was most kills. I, went, I knew it. It wasn't even close, no. Katie. It was the 2K mark huh? was over-under, and if you saw the number, it was 3.1 thousand kills in the uh in the last week so i wasn't even close going under there i don't know what i was thinking but um, i will I'm say dumb. my coliseum predictions are are going strong but you i will give it to you when it comes to tournament predictions no one is better than you <laughs> at tournament predictions you are you. you are incredibly good so i will take this arena you can have that one sure sure well to finish off the coliseum <laughs> stat chat we'll go through this and do a quick over under katie uh mm -hmm. aiden had 91 gulag wins this last week do you think it's going to be or 94 sorry do you think it's it's gonna be over under 90 this uh this I, next week this next week um well i'm always trying to remember it's this current week or when we talk about it next week it's this current it, week it's that we're yeah talking I mean, about, right? this current week meaning yeah, like seven days from now i would assume all right i mean look all these quals and everything else has still been been crazy people are still gonna be mad mad grinding fortunes keep so i'm going to probably be sticking with the consistent overs okay you can't take that back fortune keep Keep doesn't have a gulag. Let's go. See ya. Uh, I'm going to go under. Uh, we're going to go most kills in a week. There's still a lot of people grinding called there. Oh, she's leaving. My bad. Hey, my bad. L's in chat. L's in chat for Katie. Oh, she's literally gone. Well, that means I get the rest of these and she doesn't get any of them. So most kills in all matches in the, in the next week. 2.7 is the number that we're going with. Uh, and uh, and I'm going to go over again. 2.7. Oh, by the way, you just said under on everything for the rest of this. And I'm, gonna, what? I'm just kidding. No, no, this is do not rig this. I will get the detectives in here. I will get Doug in here to expose okay. that this is all rigged. Sitter's Digest right. right around the corner waiting uh, to talk about Doug. Uh, 2.7 kills. Uh, it was 3.1 this week. What do you think of next week? Okay, what am I looking at now? 2.7. Oh, most kills. Um, I'm still going over. Okay, great. Uh, victory streak of over under 20 was 18 this week. Oh, that one's tough. Yep. Um, I'm going to say under. I'm going to say under as well. And headshots, and this is uh, most headshots in a single match. 23 was last week's leader. 24 is the over-under this week. Ah, uh, that's so... Hmm. You got it, I believe. I'm going to say over. Okay, I will see. I will say over as well. Um, great round of over under there, Katie. I'm sorry I made you leave the desk. I apologize. I regret you're, everything. You're picking on me. You're being so mean. Uh, I don't know why. It was kind of mean, and and I. Uh, I'm going to see you tomorrow. That is very true. Mean. I will see you tomorrow at TwitchCon, and you're going to berate me. Uh, anyways, <laughs> great round Coliseum stat check. Go check them out when your favorite Warzone streamers win. You win. It's as simple as that. It is free to enter on Fridays, and they have some paid entry, but you can use code BOTLOBBY to uh, get a little extra funds in your pocket. Uh, it's really, really cool. You have a salary cap, and each of the streamers costs a different amount. So if you pick the right sleepers, your fantasy team is going to do fantastic. Mm -hmm. So go check them out again. Exclamation point sponsor in the chat if you're live or down in the description below if you're watching this uh, after the fact on YouTube or other socials and make sure you subscribe to the channels and follow everything and leave us reviews because that's super helpful for us to make this uh podcast continue but katie take us into shitter's digest to finish off the podcast today because we got some stuff to talk about i'm not gonna say i'm right well you should i'm right <laughs> last week we talked about shitter's digest and i talked at length about the shenanigans that were going on with censor right. and Nadia. And I, I said, this is not real. This is all fake. This is all just to drum up September ending discounted subs to make money, to be relevant, to get impressions and to be in the spotlight. And that's exactly what it was because a couple hours after we did that episode, Goj, 
Doug comes out with his whole thing on Nadia and it's him getting on a jet ski proposing to her. And if yeah, that was, yeah. I just, it is so, so dumb. So <laughs> incredibly stupid. And I guess it gets people talking, but I just looked at that and it's gotten so out of hand. Uh, and I, I don't want to spend too much time on it because I don't really want to give it, you know, that spotlight. But it's just it's disappointing and it's silly. And <laughs> I, I think we can uh, we can do a little a little bit better than that, I will say. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like obviously it's being used for clout and it's being used for views and subs. And he gained all of those things. Clout, maybe not so much, but the other things he gained. And, you know, Nadia is something that we've been saying, oh, we don't you know, we're done talking about the cheating stuff because she's not cheating or, or it doesn't matter or whatever you want to say for that. Um, but she has become the one of the largest streamers in Warzone, like. Uh, like very obviously like she was like top four overall in warzone this past yeah. month yeah it was third overall so like she is doing fantastic so regardless of all of that like she is really uh, kind of using this right now in, in an incredible way and currently she's traveling around i think it's la hitting these different setups playing at them uh, doing the same thing she does on a daily basis so it's a kind of it, the, the debate's already over like she's at the phase warehouse i think right now uh she was at tsm's place she was at the nrg castle and she's putting up great numbers on rebirth fortunes keep or otherwise so you know it is what it is but doug's just a clown uh since martin not not modern warzone also a clown but in a different way i mean let's uh, just be clear things <laughs> like that are embarrassing it's yeah. just embarrassing no and i think <laughs> I, I think her response made it even better i think she's i, I think mm. the response was something along the lines of like it's a good thing that i like women like it was like very much so like you're an idiot um and didn't really even give him any more time of day than that and uh, there was a lot I mean, of it doesn't deserve more than yeah. that obviously yeah exactly it's it's a frustrating thing to kind of use somebody else for clout but hey such is the gaming space i suppose um well there's a, there's a couple other things that we need to talk about and i think one of the big ones i i, I love the word you used here in our notes uh, the kerfuffle that happened with cdlr we mentioned it briefly um earlier mm -hmm. during the podcast with exact because it directly influenced him and i had some dms from some other folks that were like hey could you check on this I, this doesn't look right that kind of stuff and it to be fair uh you know let's give game battles and um you know call of duty league their credit they did fix it very quickly but if you guys didn't yes. know the scoreboard was wrong for a while um and so and even emails went out to the teams that made it through the top 64 spots um while the leaderboard was wrong saying they made it and then unfortunately because it was wrong they had to adjust some things and some people went out and some people moved into that top 64 so they had to kind of like recall some of those emails and say i'm sorry you guys didn't make it what ended up happening was um from what i understand and what i could tell um from the from the back end like the scorings were just slightly off. Like there was a multiplier that was off. So mm -hmm. it was it was calculating like individual scores rather than team scores, um, which is the whole point of the way they were doing the leaderboard this time around was that you had to play with your team and your team scores are what counted rather than individuals kind of dragging up your scores and, and reverse boosting and all that stuff that happened for World Series of Warzone open quals. So this is the better way and this leaderboard is the better leaderboard. It was just unfortunate that it messed some people up that hey, I got 63rd on the first leaderboard. I got an invite to the, the semifinal or the, the second level round of qualifiers. And all of a sudden, unfortunately, you can't. And there's really nothing to do about that besides, you know, obviously be frustrated. Ultimately, it's your fault. It was just some unfortunate, like, yeah. extra hope that didn't pay off. Well, yeah, and look, mistakes happen errors happen there was i saw again when we were talking with exact i made that joke about and let's be clear it was it was joke um about paying off to get into the qual because people it goes into what i was talking about with this kind of cloud of mistrust in warzone right now where this was a accident. It was a simple mistake that was corrected. And yet somehow people are saying, oh, you paid to get in or yeah. it was rigged or they're just they're kicking people out who qualified for content creators. And that's just simply not true. Yeah. Um, so I, I it really sucks for the people negatively impacted by this who maybe thought they called or, or didn't call. Um, so I'm, I'm sorry to them. But um, it, it's just it's just tough. But at the end of the day, mistakes happen and they, you know 
corrected it as quickly as they could. Yeah, and Call of Duty League put out an apology tweet as well about yeah. that because obviously it, it was frustrating for some people that, that didn't make it. But uh, mm -hmm. the, the fix was the right one. They needed to do that quickly, and they did. And then once they made the fix, like, this is right, and this is the better leaderboard, to be clear, because it, it is calculating team points. So, um, you know, that that's the update there. Uh, a couple other kind of, like, side updates. You've got the CDLR a second round of quals, I believe, today. And once those get finished up, we're going to take those 64 teams down to 32 teams. Then there will be one more round of qualifiers that will then take your 32 teams into 16 teams. And then those will be split into two groups into the semifinals, which is when some of our invited teams will be added in, um, which uh, I think uh, one of the big ones that was announced that we should talk about, Katie, is Rocker. Uh, Rocker was announced, uh, the team, and this time Almond is playing with Rocker and brought, yeah, and brought along the, the TBE. He brought along Tommy mm -hmm. and Noobs over to Rocker this time around. And, and I think that's notable, too, because, you know, the last time this happened, it was the reverse, right? CDLR mm -hmm. split one. Almond didn't represent Rocker. He went over and played with, I believe, 100 Thieves with Tommy and Noobs. So they're getting a little bit of like, yeah, exactly, taking turns. Tommy's going to go over there and play Rocker, and, and Noobs is still this kind of unsigned floater. Now, Katie, right. I I tweeted about that, and I was talking about mm -hmm. how this is an interesting, well, I saw cool. Tweets too. I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know anything. I'm not leaking anything. But I do not know anything either. I tweeted that, and I said, "Hey, new still unsigned, floating around," or I said, "Still unsigned, unfortunately, like he should be signed." And he tweeted like a like like a, almost like a, a hinting at something was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, News did tweet out one of those little contract signing tweet gifts. He did. Oh, he's like, been tweeting about like the ago. org I signed to. Oh, he's been. I'm telling yeah, you. He, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, this is someone who should have been with a org and realistically a top tier one for a long time. Um, so I don't, I'm very curious to see where he ends up um, kind of calling home for the yeah. time being and congratulations to him being in order as well. Cause again, very long overdue, but I, I think you're right. I wouldn't be surprised um, because TBE, they make it clear, right? They're only going to play with each other. And if they can't play with each other, like just not going to be a thing. Yeah. So I imagine when that hundred T thing happened uh, last time, I wouldn't be surprised if rocker had been like, okay, Hey, but like next time, like it's got to be yeah, under yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. compromises in terms of fine that fine but you are signed to us so next time like you need to because realistically almond is their biggest Warzone, yeah, creator. So you want him under that banner. I'm curious to see um, how they do. Obviously, they've been a, a little rusty as of late. Maybe not um, exactly performing, playing uh, to the caliber we expect of them. But hey, this is a, a 100k, a lot of money on the line. So I, I'm sure they will be out to oh, impress. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'm very excited to see about noobs. Maybe we'll have to do some snooping to try and figure out where he went. And, and the final note on that. Look, I'm not trying to drum up any drama here. Let's be very clear. I'm just reporting what I'm seeing. I saw Tommy tweet about how there's been a, a lot of ups and downs recently and specifically things will be changing from like a streaming side. I, I don't know it, the way it was worded. It could hint at the fact that he's not potentially going to be long term with 100 Thieves. That, that it was the first thing that came to mind with the way the tweet was worded. So we'll keep an eye out for that. I'm not I'm not saying that's even partially true. It's more of just say, hey, We'll keep it a lookout on on whether or not he's going to resign with 100 thieves because I haven't seen the resign uh, tweet and it's been well over I think his his two years or or whatever it was at uh, originally and so could certainly have a contract I don't know anything about but maybe so, lots of digging. To Who knows? Then. TBE could all go one place. Could be he said ups and downs like I, I don't know. There's there's some things floating around there. We'll keep an eye out for that. And I'm really excited too to see from a larger scale, Katie, like going into Warzone two. Uh, how many more of these wars and creators are actually going to be picked up by orgs? Yeah. Um, and again, uh, we've talked about it before, but I think having things like a, a ranked mode, especially a very smooth launch, like a, a lot of these orgs, are going to look at the launch of Warzone 2 as a determining factor on whether they are even interested in picking anyone up. Not yeah, even necessarily yeah. who, but if it's a lackluster launch or some of those big names aren't sticking around, they don't see a lot of positive sentiment, maybe behind the scenes things are a little rocky, they're not going to want to pick someone up because why would they? Yeah. Uh, so if Warzone 2 hits the ground running, which I do believe that it will, yeah, there's a ton of uh, very high-level talent that... Um, I think could come out of the gates with some some big org signings and maybe some orgs that aren't necessarily deep in the
the weeds of Warzone will start uh, casting a wider net uh, into yeah. that arena. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Well, that's all I've got, Katie, on my list. Mm -hmm. I think that's all you've got as well. So we'll kind of close it out there. We want to thank everybody for tuning into the Bot Lobby podcast. This has been another banger episode and super excited to continue to crank out uh, episode after episode, week after week. Uh, shout out to Coliseum and shout out to all of our amazing guests, guests mm -hmm. specifically Exact. If you haven't checked him out, yes. go check him out on stream. His energy is always contagious and he has a great community as we've already talked about a lot today. But um, final words, Katie, to close this out. Anything uh, you're working on? We're both going to TwitchCon. We'll be working mm -hmm. there together, okay, which I'm pumped about. That's what I'm working on. Yeah. <laughs> we, have a, we have an event at TwitchCon that we're very much so looking forward to. You'll probably see us tweeting out about it. If you're going to be there, would love for you to swing by and and say hi. But once again, thank you to Exact for coming on. Articulate, well-spoken, thought-out answers that I think are very poignant when it comes to the state Warzone is in right now, and especially the streaming grind. And uh, again, fantastic, fantastic community that showed out in droves today. Totally agree. Excited about TwitchCon. Excited to announce that we're working something at TwitchCon, which would be a blast. Uh, but that's all we've got. Thank you guys for supporting the Bot Lobby Podcast. Make sure, make sure that you go subscribe, follow, leave a review. If you listen to it on audio, let us know. Tweet at us. You can see our Twitters down below, at GrandmasterGoge, at Worlds Bedford. Uh, please give us some love there and, and give us any questions. Anybody you would like to see, comment down below. But until next yeah. time, uh, we will see you then. And uh, yeah, peace. We'll see you in a week.